Magic Harmony. Welcome to Season 2 of Wild Magic Harmony. I'm your Bee Priestess host, Melissa Belliard. Circle up with me each month as I explore divine feminine soul tending and goddess-centered self-care for your whole being. This season, I will be diving deeper into all things intuition. You'll hear intriguing conversations, inspirational interviews, humor, intuitive readings, ritual and meditations, bringing you real-time healing, transformation, and well-being. Hello, welcome to season two, episode two of Wild Magic Harmony. I'm your Bee Priestess host, Melissa Belliard. This season, we are diving deep into all things intuition. And today, I'd really like to help you uncover your own intuition even further. I talked a little bit about the basics of it in the first episode of this season, really getting into the three basic kinds of intuition and really um, loving the Penny Pierce intuitive way book that was really helpful for me in my journey of discovering my own intuition and great, gaining more confidence in it. Um, so I will refer to her book again through this episode, but she's a great resource if you want to get a really chock-a-block juicy resource for diving deeper. So but as always, when we begin, I like to create sacred space, creating our circle so that we can come deeper and be protected by our healing masters and guides. So inviting you to settle in now. Really just letting go of anything that came before now. beginning to come deeper into the body. Trusting the intellect will be there when we need it, but now we can really come connected to the soul, the power center in the belly, Dantian. Just feeling everything soften moving down towards Mother Earth, surrendering to her cradle, Blessed Mother is always there for us, no strings attached, no baggage, no storytelling, no ego, just beautiful divine feminine, feminine receptivity. And giving us a place that's always there for us whenever we need it, no matter what we're experiencing in our lives. And today on this beautiful full moon, the day I'm recording, full moon in Leo, so lots of passion with this, <laughs> this full moon cycle. The snow moon here in New England, still having snow on the ground, but really beginning to notice the signs of spring. 
hearing the birds waking up in the morning, singing their beautiful songs. And so I'd like to welcome in the elements now to guide and support us. Beginning in the east with air, new beginnings as we move towards spring. Just feeling her spring wind blow through us. Sometimes moving into March, we get this very strong cleansing air and wind really blowing away all the past. And then moving to the south fire, light my candle here. The sky filling with light more and more each day. Feeling the strength of the solar energy coming from the sun. Especially connecting to our third chakra, that solar plexus, fire in the belly, helping us to gather the energy we need to begin to blossom those seeds that we've been planting all winter. We move to the west water. Spraying us in with my wild magic sisterhood spray. Thank you, Deborah Fay. Lovely water, the melting snow. The snow itself called poor man's fertilizer, right? It's keeping the earth protected for a little longer. Just feeling our own flow inside our water cycles. Water itself, the symbolism of divine feminine and receptivity. And then in the north, we have earth, mother earth, beautiful grounding. Again, always there for us. And so just feeling the embrace of all of the elements around us, protecting us, creating a sacred circle. Within that welcoming our, our spirits and guides, healing masters, angels of light, although who, all those who'd be there to serve and protect us, help us to grow and learn, always for our highest good. And us in the center of this beautiful circle this community around us, even though we're not together physically, just the being together in space and time. We'll take a nice deep breath into that beautiful space. Ah, wonderful. So let's uh, let's get going on this topic here. So um, just to kind of review what I talked about last time. I talked about the three types of intuition and hopefully it gave you some insight to your own forms of intuition. We talked about the idea that the learning, the types of learning may match the type of intuition that you resonate the most strongly with. So the different types of learning, we have visual learners, we have auditory learners and kinesthetic learners. And so the same with our intuition, we might get our intuition primarily through visual 
you might get it through auditory and words, um, or you might feel it most strongly in the body kinesthetically. So uh, Penny Pierce describes that as voice, vision, or sorry, vision, voice, and vibration. So really exploring this further for yourself, um, if you haven't had a chance to do that yet, I'm just going to talk a little bit more about each type and um, give you some ideas of maybe the way you're accessing that information. So I would invite you now that we're nice and grounded to also set aside any disbelief you might have about your own intuition. Um, a lot of people believe it's, you know, a gift you have to be born with or that you have to be psychic and predict the future or whatever. And I just like to clarify that those are not true. We, we might have psychic abilities, um, some more than others, and certainly that has its own place. But the intuition I'm talking about is what all of us can experience on a regular basis. And um, yeah, we don't have to be fortune tellers or pick the right lottery tickets or whatever. So um, starting with vision, again, this is if we see things visually, some people um, see, will see imagery. Some people will see they're the same animal all the time. Um, you may get patterns in your dreams. Um, I talked to a few people who would actually dream about things that ended up happening. For myself, this is a very, I do dream about things that I feel like they end up happening, but they're usually not very consequential, I guess. I just, I don't know. It's very interesting because I feel like, okay, I dreamt about this and it's a very mundane situation. So I'm still not clear like what the why the universe is giving me this information ahead of time, but I do find it fascinating when I have that feeling. Um, so yeah, you might, you might get information from your dreams. One of the people I spoke with when I was interviewing a couple of years ago with, about this was she um, had a dream about this house. It was very specific. You know, she could describe the color and all the rooms and everything and what it looked like. And it turned out that her parents were actually looking for a new place to live. And one of the places they drove up to was this, this house that she had dreamt about. And she just was blown away that she had seen it so clearly in her dream. Um, I did speak with someone else who was a little more unsettling because they actually dreamt about someone in their life that was close to them passing away, which of course is tragic, um, to have that information ahead of time. So I guess if that's your, um, skill set, then maybe finding someone who is trained in that to help guide you through that. Cause obviously those, that kind of information can be a little unsettling to receive, um, I do believe we do receive it for a reason. Maybe it's to prepare yourself or to prepare the loved ones of that person, or at least to be ready to be there for them. Um, anyway, I digress. So um, another example of my own that, because I don't consider myself a visual intuitive person, I feel like that's my least uh, strong sense. Um and I may have told this in the previous episode, but basically when I was in college, I went to the library and um, I saw this picture of this, these ruins, these beautiful stone ruins surrounded by greenery and there were different terraces of the ruins. And I just felt this immediate connection, this immediate familiarity, like I had been at this place before and I had no idea what it was. And I did a little more research and I discovered it was actually Machu Picchu, which is in Peru. And I've never been there. So <laughs> hopefully I would recognize it if I had been. Um, but it was just so like spooky, 
you know, I wasn't really tapped into my intuition at that point, like I am now. So it just kind of, it didn't freak me out, but I was just like, wow, that was, that was a really interesting experience. Very like spiritual and heady. Um, so yeah, I mean, maybe I was, I've been there in my past lives. I have no idea. So, but the, again, if this is something you resonate with, maybe you see images, maybe you see patterns. Um, Penny Pierce talks about seeing um, snakes at a certain point in her life of something she was going through and it ended up kind of connecting everything through for her. Um, so yeah, just paying attention, I think is part of it. Um, again, not having preconceived notions about what it might be if you're trying to explore your intuition further, but really just start noticing what you notice. And you may find that there are patterns the universe is trying to show you. Um, you might see symbols, different things that jump out to you. And the idea that symbols are very um, primal in nature, you know, it's obviously the first way a lot of early um, people on the earth communicated, you know, they draw on the cave walls and that sort of thing, or the hieroglyphics with the Egyptians. And so um, symbols can really trans, trans, um, not trans, transgress, like basically rise above and beyond. It's beyond community. It's beyond like the spoken word. It's beyond the basic thinking. It really just jumps up to that next level and communicates in a way that words maybe aren't able to in some cases. So again, paying attention to what's around you, see if you're seeing the same symbol over and over again, or, um, a certain animal over and over again. And there's so much on the internet. Now, if you are seeing an animal over and over again, there's, you can jump online and kind of just say, what does this animal represent and see what resonates for you. Um, and then some people get downloads from their meditations and their dreams and even just daydreaming. So all great resources for visual. Um, moving into voice. So I have a favorite story that I like to tell because it's about, um, you know, I've talked about how I feel like when we're close with somebody, the ability to um, be intuitive with them is it, it tends to be easier than if we're trying to do this with a stranger or someone we don't know very well. And so this story helps me helped me understand um, at the time that I could access this information that really made no sense because it was about someone I didn't even really know that well. Um, so when I first started working at my corporate job, I started out in the front as a receptionist, just as a temp. And um, it was kind of quiet there. And there really wasn't a whole lot of action that went around. Like I was, there were doors that closed me off from the rest of the company. Um, we really didn't have that many people coming to the front door. The phone might ring or whatever. So, you know, I was just kind of hanging out, doing my thing. And um, I was just sitting there one day and it was, it was, it was probably like one, one thirty or so. And so they had hired a temporary um, recruiter. We used to do these very intricate um, recruiting trips for scientists across the country. Um, it was very involved with getting resumes in and reviewing them and setting up these interviews and the person, the scientists would go out and visit. And so there was travel involved anyway. So this person was hired to help with this process because it also was very um, time intensive. We usually completed that in about three months time. Anyway, excuse me. So let's just say her name is Allison. Allison had been there for probably, it had been less than a month. So I didn't really know her really that well. Again, I was sitting out by myself, right? So she walks out to my area, which led to the front door. And she said, okay, I'm, I'm going out to lunch. You know, see you later. I was like, 
okay. And then somewhere this voice inside of me said, she's not coming back. And I was like, what? And I looked around, I'm like, who said that? And obviously I knew it came from inside me, but I was just like, what, what, why would she not be coming back? She said she was going to lunch. Why wouldn't she be going to lunch? So, um, you know, I, I just like kind of brushed it off. I was like, okay, whatever, crazy lady. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm sitting there and so I'm doing my job and you know, an hour or two passes. And then one of the supervisors comes out and she said, have you seen Allison? I said, nope, I don't think she came back from lunch. And to be honest with you, when she left, I had the strangest feeling that she was not coming back. And so I was like, you know, I, I know that might sound crazy, but it just, I don't know, I had this feeling. So it turns out that the supervisor went back in and called the temp agency and, and Allison left. She did, she was, she quit. She didn't tell anybody. She just left and did not come back. So that just told me that this voice inside of me was valid. Like it's true. It was, it was so crazy. Right. Um, but it, it really, I think for that to happen to me, because I feel like before then, you know, I would think about my mom, I would think about my sister, I would think about a loved one, and then I would hear from them. And I felt like that was a very natural and I would, we would call it our ESP, right? My mom and my sister and I, because we all had this experience with each other. We would just call it ESP, extrasensory perception, um, which of course is a form of intuition, right? So, um, but for it to happen with someone I didn't really know that well, for no reason, because there was no indication that she wasn't coming back. I just truly, if just looking at the situation from the outside, it really did look like she was just going out to lunch. So um, that was pretty powerful for me for a voice. Um, and so to dig into that a little more voice would be also, if you're someone that hears <laughs> voices, I know it sounds a little crazy, but if you do hear those voices inside your head that you know is part of you, um, that's giving you information, and usually that information is correct when you reflect back on it. Um, and it might be a quiet voice, you might have to really put aside the ego, put aside the intellect and really dive deeper and listen to that quieter voice. Um, and that's partly why I really encourage people to get grounded and centered when they want to tap into their intuition. Um, I just find it makes that voice easier to hear. Um, so it could be a voice, it could be lyrics to a song that's giving you a message. Um, that you keep hearing over and over again. Uh, again, it could be just one word or different patterns that you're hearing over and over again. Um, another way to, um, you know, you can ask yourself questions about a situation and just see what the response is internally. So that's another way that we can access the voice part of intuition. Um, and then finally, we have vibration, the kinesthetic version. So uh, I gave an example in the last episode, but I'd also like to share another episode or another um, example of, again, someone I didn't really know that well. Um, and when I used my, my, my body gave me information. So I think at that point I had already had this other experience where I went into the client's home for organizing and I went up the stairs and kind of hit this psychic wall, hit this energetic wall that just kind of pushed me back. And I was like, it made me feel a little anxious, a little panicky. I had to go and get a drink of water and calm down. So I think I had already had that experience. So I think that when I had that this time, it wasn't as um, startling, but 
basically similar situation of a client that we had just started working with. And again, I was with my fellow organizer and we saw the whole first floor. We sat and chatted for a while and then she gave us a tour of the rest of the house. Um, first floor, you know, had its issues. I was, I had some concerns there, but I didn't, I wasn't experiencing any red flags from her directly. We climb the stairs, we get up to the second floor where she's really, that's her living space for the most part. And I, again, it could be me going up the stairs out of breath. I don't think so. I really do think it was more energetic because I, again, I felt this anxiety rise out of nowhere. I felt this um, almost panicky attack. Did the same thing, went downstairs, got some water, calmed myself down, grounded myself, but also said to myself, this happened before that there was an energetic component. So like, let's be open to figure out what is going on up there in that second floor and what's going on for her. And so after I collected myself, I went back upstairs and it turns out that um, like her bathroom was not functional. Um, she had a living space that had a lot of like dead plants and um, her bedroom was again the womb of her um, protection so she just that was where she would retreat to um she would read in bed but it was surrounded by books and it wasn't there really wasn't space on the mattress for her this is very common by the way for some um folks that struggle more with hoarding issues anyway uh so my energy the the things i was feeling inside of my body were truly giving me a message okay let's there's something else going on here. Let's be open and let's explore this further with the client. So it just enabled me to step back a little bit, gain a little perspective and really, you know, put my intuitive glasses on so I could kind of see better what was going on. I love that I'm saying that because like I said, vision is not my strongest, but yet I'm saying see things more clearly. So I'm glad that my practice with it is uh, <laughs> expanding my um, confidence in it. So Anyway, that's vibration. So again, vibration could be you get um, goosebumps, you get tingling or chills. I may have mentioned last time that I really find that if I'm talking to a client and they say something or I say something that feels very deep and profound and I get a chill throughout my body, I generally find that has a lot of power. Whatever we're talking about is a very powerful discussion. And it feels like it's a very valid, it's almost a validation of what I'm seeing is true or what the client is saying is really big and important to them. Um, so I love that my body has started responding in that way more often. Um, the other thing you might feel is a tightening. So sometimes when something isn't really a great vibrational match, we might feel that contraction of pulling back and retreating into our bodies and maybe coming into a little bit of a protection. So that is something else to consider. And maybe people can, maybe people have felt that more commonly um, as a way to say, hmm, not sure what's going on here. Something is not quite right. Let's, uh, let's come back a little, let's bring our boundaries up a little bit um, and see what's going on and why, why are we having this reaction? So, so those are the three types. And again, hopefully you're hearing things that are familiar to you. Maybe you've experienced some of these things before. Um, and again, all three blend into one knowingness that really Penny talks about it in the book that she just, right. A lot of times things for her now will just come. She calls it the center of her mind. 
and she's not aware of any particular sense that has given her that information. So, excuse me, she's probably using a combination of all those coming together into that knowingness. Um, so, yeah. So I'd like to go through a, um, a little meditation exercise. So if you would like to um, pause and grab some paper for some journaling time, um, go ahead and do that now. And when you come back, we will um, do a little meditation and see if you can uncover things a little more clearly for yourself. Okay, so again, I'd like you to get in a comfortable place where you can really drop into the body. So if you can make contact with the floor with your feet, and if not, just noticing where in your body you're making contact with the solid surface. Dropping into the body even deeper now. Noticing where you feel energy. Notice if you're clenching up in any way, bracing, softening the face, softening the jaw. You can swallow to release your throat. And again, just being very aware of where you're making contact with a solid surface. And now I'd like you to bring to mind a time when you didn't listen to your intuition. So just reflecting on the past and a time when something alerted you that something wasn't right. And for whatever reason, you chose not to listen to that information. And as you recall that, continuing to breathe so that you don't, not interested in dredging up old emotions, we're just looking at the situation from an observer standpoint, a witness. So looking at that situation, where in your body did this information come to you? perhaps an image or some sort of symbol. Perhaps it was that little quiet voice warning you to be careful. Or maybe you felt it in the gut, a tightening, a resistance, a contraction inwards. Where in the body are you getting this information? Maybe it's multiple senses. Wherever that is, whatever the situation was, meditating on the question of what made you decide not to follow it? Was it that stronger ego voice, the intellect? For some of us, it was our programming as we were growing up to ignore that voice in order to be safe in our environment. And so what, were, what was the outcome of this time when you did not listen to your intuition? 
And it may be something, it may be a minor situation or maybe a bigger that had multiple consequences and effects, ripple effects. And so coming out of that, let's shake that off. So I really want you to begin to move the hand, shaking it off, moving the body, wiggling it out, just letting it all go. We don't wanna be holding on to any of that, any of those feelings or thoughts or anything. So shaking that off. If you'd like to pause and journal here, that would be a great place to do that. And so coming back to, hopefully now you have a little more information about what you felt in your body to guide you that some deep wisdom was trying to give you information. And there's no judgment about not listening to the voice, right? It's just, we're learning from that experience. We're discovering that intuition is really there for our highest interest. And so I'll give you an example in a minute of my own time when I did that. Um, but I wanted to just talk about the intuitive voice versus the, the other voice, I like to call it the ego voice. Um, and there's really, to me, there's a, there is a difference between the two voices. So the ego voice, the intellect, it is about intellect. It's about rationale. It's about logic, logic thinking, analyzing the situation, coming up with a myriad of reasons or whatever. It is, uh, the feeling is much more contracted. It's, it's more ass aggressive. It's a little harder. Um, it has more of a masculine feel. And I, I don't mean that in the gender sense. I mean it more in the quality of just being very, I am right. So having that feeling of, I need to be right a feeling of defensiveness perhaps. Um, and there's like a, an anxiety and there's a, a urgency to it. Like, oh, you have to follow this now. This is, this is the decision we're making. Um, and just having a, a very strong hold on that position and not being willing to be open to other ideas or changing that position versus the intuitive voice, which I feel is much, it's much more receptive. It's very calm. There's no urgency to it. It doesn't need to be right. It's just a very matter of fact statement of what it thinks is the fact. And there's no need for it to prove itself to be right or wrong. Okay, and it's a much more expanded feeling. I tend to feel it deeper in my own body. I tend to feel it more in my belly versus the ego. Um, I tend to feel up in my throat and above that area. So that's another way you can check in with yourself. Um, and again, it just it has a very soft, very gentle feeling to it versus the ego, which can be a lot harder and more um, edgy. So uh, I hope that helps if that's been a question in your mind. Uh, my own example of not listening to my intuition, um, I was trained in a modality called myofascial re uh, release about uh, in 2017 and um, I came back and I really wanted to dive deeper into that type of modality. And there really weren't a whole lot of people in my area doing that work. So I went to, um, went to work for a local place that really specialized in that modality. And the whole time I was there, I just, there was something that I just couldn't put my finger on and there was nothing um, overt about it. I just 
never quite felt at ease being there. And I would look at myself, honestly, I would just be like, okay, what, what about me is not blending with this, this place? Um, it wasn't the people, the people were very pleasant. Um, the work was certainly what I wanted to be doing. And in the end, I decided to um, leave just because I felt like it wasn't a great match for me any longer. But the whole time, again, I just always had this underlying like contraction around something not being right. Um, and I finally, I can't, I figured out some things about it, which um, I, I'm choosing not to share, but uh, basically it kind of validated this uneasiness that I had the whole time. And um, I'm glad that I finally chose to leave. I felt, uh, you know, the perfectionist part of me probably felt like a little failure or whatever that I couldn't work it out or work past it. But um, ultimately it was, certainly the right choice for me. And I learned a lot from being there and I'm grateful for the time I had there. It just wasn't a great match for me for various reasons. So um, yeah, that was me, again, trying to push past this resistance that I had and, you know, perhaps at my own detriment in some ways. Um, so, okay, so. Let's have a little more fun with this. Let's lighten it up a little bit here and um, talk about ways that you can practice um, diving deeper with your own intuition, right? So a couple of things you can try is something as simple as waking up in the morning and saying to yourself, what color do I wanna to wear today? Um, and just playing with that, going into your closet and picking out that color and wearing it and just see if it has an effect on your mood for the day. At the end of the day, look back and just notice if it uplifted you in some way or maybe it calmed you down. You know, colors do have an energetic component to them. Um, so that maybe there was a reason your intuition wanted you to have that either, maybe you needed that little surge of power and you wore red that day, or maybe you needed some blue just to like take the edge off and calm everything down. Um, so that's one fun, easy way. Um, if you, most of us have our roots that we take every day, we drive the same way every day, um, maybe trying, asking yourself that day. And I love that GPS allows us to do this now, right? It can redirect us and um, keep, keep up with our changes. So take a different way to work today. If you have the time, maybe give yourself an extra 10 minutes and just, you know, drive until you feel the urge to turn onto a road and take that turn and see where it leads you. Maybe you'll discover a beautiful new home that you never knew was there. I've discovered new um, restaurants this way that I didn't even know were in my area. Um, and I also discovered new ways to get to work that if I did hit traffic on my main route, I could now have these other choices and I felt more comfortable that I wouldn't feel quite so panicky about being in this new place. Um, when you go to the grocery store, Look, go to the produce section and really take a very soft gaze. I talked about this last time, that magic eye of, of really softening your focus so that you can, you're not looking at any one thing in particular, you're kind of taking in the whole expanse of vegetables in front of you and let your intuition guide you as to the vegetables you wanna pick out. And maybe it'll lead you to the freshest vegetables or maybe it'll lead you to something you've never tried before. And thank God is for the internet, we can go home and search up like, how the heck do I cook this artichoke? <laughs> um, so really like play with this, expanding your horizons into fun areas, um, you know, things that don't have such major consequences as should I take that job or not. 
Um, another way you can do this is I know where some of us are getting back to eating out again, but even if you're doing takeout, you can look at the menu again, very soft gaze and let your eyes fall on something and try that dish. Um, I don't know about you, but I have these places I go all the time and I pick the same things and I'm always a little nervous to try something new, but taking this approach might make it be a delightful, unexpected surprise. Um, and a big thing, if you want to make this a practice, a regular practice, is to start an intuition journal. Uh, Penny talks about this in her book, but basically kind of getting up in the morning, you know, do your meditation, whatever it is you do to ground yourself, and then ask your intuition what messages it has for you that day. And then you can write things down. You can just do little jots of notes, like a quick little words. You can color or draw your answers. Um, it's whatever really feels the best to you. Um, a lot of people will find, discover things as they're doodling and not really letting their brain be in charge of what's coming out of their hand. Um, another way that Penny talks about is to do direct writing. So you're doing kind of a stream of consciousness of what's coming out of your subconscious. And you might find patterns after a while of doing that. Um, I've been journaling every day since the beginning of um, January for 22 minutes, which is more challenging than I thought it would be. I really thought I'd have enough to say 22 minutes every day, but I really am diving deeper because I'm exhausting all the basic topics of what did I do that day and what do I have going on and what am I feeling? Um, so that's been a very powerful tool for me to use to, again, look at patterns, look at the things my brain is repeating over and over again, um, and letting my intuition be a voice that can guide me through some of my situations. So I've, I've found that to be very powerful. Um, I'm not censoring what's coming out of my, onto the screen because it's mine and mine only, and I don't have to worry about what I say or how I say it or who I might offend, um, but it's been a great tool for me to use. So that is another way. So you, you track your intuitive, um, I don't want to say guesses for the day, but basically what your intuition is telling you for the day, go through your day and then come back at the end of the evening and reflect, okay, what did I, what did I see this morning? What did I hear? What did I feel this morning that has actually been um, true for my day and really start to look for ways that you access information that seems to be a pattern for you. So you can become more comfortable. So you can become more trusting of those, um, those particular cues that your body has. Again, for me, getting that full body chill when I'm saying something or a client is saying something is always now, I know that the universe is like, yep, that is true. That is right. This is powerful and important. Listen to what's happening here um, because it's important. So that's a great way to practice it with low pressure. So I encourage you to um, maybe start keeping an intuition journal. So um, yeah, so that's, that's my suggestions for today. Hopefully you're able to feel a little more comfortable with your intuitive style. Um, another way that you can play with this in the next month is to make a decision, not a big consequence decision, but a, a, a simpler decision based on how something looks to you, um, based on how something sounds to you, or based on how something feels to you. So if you have your prime, if you know your primary style, you can either try to bolster that further by using that to answer that question of how something looks to you if you're a visual person, or you can try to improve the sense that's maybe not as strong for you 
like myself, vision is not my strongest. So I will embrace that by trying to like see a situation and see what imagery I might see around it or colors or anything else that might come up for me as a visual. Um, so that's another way to play with this and develop things further. Um, and again, I'll put Penny's resource in the show notes so you can check her out if you wanna dive deeper. Um, and so let's move to card pull for this month. This month I pulled the Two of Swords. So um, looking at this, I see two cross swords and this is from the um, Wild Unknown deck from Kim Kranz. It's the pocket version. So it's really cute, small little cards. Excuse me. It's two swords that are crossed together and at the apex of the cross, there's a, it almost looks like an eclipsed sun. So there's a black circle in the middle and then there's orange fire coming kind of around the edges of it. And I think that's perfect for the discussion that we've been having around balancing our logic and our intuition. That's certainly what the message feels like for me for this month. And the two of swords is also can describe um, a conflict an internal conflict. And I'm gonna read what Kim has to say. I'm just put my glasses on. So the Two of Swords she describes as blocked vision or stalemate. The Two of Swords depicts two opposing forces that have reached a stalemate. You cannot progress forward with either a relationship or a life decision. There's an answer that's being blocked, maybe by choice. Many times this card will indicate you do not wish to face the truth the light will reveal. So I think that's what the eclipsed sun is um, symbolizing. And again, I, I feel like tarot is a great way to access the symbolic pieces of our intuition that transcend, transcend, that's the word I was looking for before. <laughs> transcends um, words and intellect um, to really get into the deeper connection with our, in our wisdom. So, um, yeah. So look at your, your own life, see if maybe that's true for you this month. Is there something you've been avoiding because you don't want to face the truth? And so could you tap into your intuition and ask it for solutions and guidance? Um, again, not censoring what's coming to you, even if that answer isn't something that you were hoping for. I think it's important that we stay open to our shadow side, um, we stay open to things that we may not think has a good outcome for us because perhaps taking that path will actually be for our highest good, even if it might seem unpleasant at the time. So that's the message for this month. So thank you for that. And I'll put her um, information in the show notes. I also read her Blossom and Bones book. Very powerful if you're looking at um, exploring something that is more of an addiction for you. Um, she really just, it's a graphic memoir and it's just, I can't even describe how beautiful it is and how um, it's also very powerful and, you know, a little bit upsetting, but it really helped me to understand my own urges a little better. And she's just beautifully vulnerable. And I think that's such a powerful feminine quality to have. So um, yeah, check her out. She's a great great author, beautiful tarot decks. Um, 
And so if you would like to explore your own intuitive styles further, I do offer intuitive consultations where we would dive deeper into your intuitive style and natural abilities and tools to increase your skills. So if you'd like more information on that, send me an email. My email is harmonyintegrativebodywork at yahoo.com. And I will also put that in the show notes. So thank you for that. And with that, I'd like to open up our circle releasing us back out into our beautiful worlds to play with our intuition, maybe take a different route to work tomorrow or wear a color you haven't worn in a while, accessing those beautiful places in ourselves. So, so thank you, thank you, thank you to the elements, to the healing masters, our guides, the ancestors who are here, to support this life for us, to help us see the path that we're meant to follow, each person unique in their journey. Thank you to the elements, air, fire, water, and earth. Always there for us anytime we need you. So thank you for keeping us today. And maybe placing both hands over your heart and just thanking yourself for taking this time for yourself, for taking the time to connect with your own divine feminine inside of you. I do believe that she is part of our intuitive voice. And again, she's always there for us and all we have to do is ask. So may you discover what your two swords means for you this month. Continuing to blend logic, intellect, and intuition to create more ease for yourself and more confidence in your own voice. And enjoy the return of spring. So until next month, blessed be. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for joining our circle today at Wild Magic Harmony. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to our podcast, star us, and comment wherever you listen to our podcasts. Feedback is our friend, so please drop us a love note and tell us how you're tending your sacred soul at wildmagicharmony at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Wild Magic Harmony is created and produced by Deborah Fay and Melissa Belliard, with original artwork by Deborah Fay and original music by Melissa Belliard.